The Productive Woman, Episode 424. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're beginning a countdown to the new year. This week, we're going to be talking about joy. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 424. This episode is brought to you by Calm. And I wonder when you think about self-care, what comes to mind? For me, self-care is about taking care of my body and my mind, especially for managing the physical, mental, and emotional effects of the stress of a demanding career. And this is sort of you know, timely given what I'm going to be talking about today. The Calm app really is a key resource that helps me with that particular self-care objective. And that's why I am so glad to have been partnering this year with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to help give you the tools that improve the way you feel. With Calm, you can reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and for adults. They offer daily movement sessions specifically designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. And if you go to calm.com tpw, you can take advantage of a special offer of 40% off the Calm Premium subscription. That's the subscription that I pay for, and I love it because they add new content every week, so you never get bored with the resources that are available to you through the Calm app on your smartphone or other devices. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, and Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. For me, when it comes to managing stress, one of my biggest challenges is just slowing down my racing mind and getting myself focused on just being present in the moment, and Calm really does help with that. When I find myself tense and anxious about dealing with multiple urgent demands, and that has absolutely been the case recently, and I'm struggling to focus, it helps me to open the Calm app and find one of their stress-related guided meditations. They have tons of options and different lengths, um, so even if I can only spare a couple of minutes, there's something in there that will help me slow down just breathe for a minute and get back into the moment. So for instance, earlier this week, I was feeling very stressed and anxious because December is a very, very busy time for my law practice. And I pulled up the Calm app and just spent 10 minutes with what they call the daily calm that popped up on the home screen. This is an original, inspiring guided meditation, a new one each day. And it really helped me just get out of the the racing mind mode and back into the moment and made a big difference for the rest of the day. 
So as I said, for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm offers this exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tpw. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash T-P-W for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Definitely check it out and let me know what you think. So as we get into this week's topic, I am finding it hard to believe personally that we're already into the last month of this year. I feel like the older I get, the faster time passes, which of course, is not true. That's just my perception, not reality, because time doesn't change. But it sure feels that way. And I've been thinking for some time now that these last four episodes of the year in December here will be a bit of a countdown to the new year with each episode focused on a different aspect of what I see as the mission of this podcast, which, as I said just a minute ago, is to give you the tools and encouragement you need to manage four specific things, your time, your life, your stress, and your stuff. And this week, this episode, like many episodes, uh, started with my own investigation into, into ways to address something that I've been struggling with myself. And that's just the stress and the the anxiety that I mentioned a minute ago of a very, very demanding career. This week, I'll confess, has been a tough one for me. I've had too much legal work to do for the time I have each day, and I felt like I was struggling to keep up, to, to meet my clients' needs, and at the same time, f- struggling to keep my own life consistent with my priorities. Mostly, it's been a struggle to just keep my mind in the right place. I have spent more time than I like to admit feeling frustrated, sometimes angry, mentally exhausted, and discouraged. And it's just, uh, you know, that's just been kind of the world I've been living in for the last week or so, just because of how busy things are for my, my legal practice. And yet, despite all of that, For the past few weeks, one word keeps coming to mind for me, even in the midst of all that, and that word is joy. And, uh, you know, when it would pop up in my head, I would think, you know, it feels so far away and so unattainable on weeks like this one. I had a hard time finding any joy in my day-to-day life. But I I want to live a life of joy. And so I decided to dig into it because I kept thinking that cultivating joy might be a key, if not the key, to managing our stress and even managing our lives in an integrated, whole, and healthy way as we head into this new year. And so because of what I was experiencing and, you know, my desire to live a life filled with more joy, uh, I started spending some time investigating it. And I thought I would share with you some of the thoughts that I came up with as I did a little research and a little thinking on this topic. So as, as you know, if you've been with me for a while, a lot of times I start with definitions. I'm a lawyer. What can I say? Words matter. Words have meanings and the meanings of words matter. And so, you know, I looked up 
a, a lot of different sources to answer the question, what is joy? And there are a lot of different um, different definitions. Uh, people, some people tend to conflate joy and happiness, and we're going to talk in a minute about how maybe they're different. Uh, one of the definitions I found uh, isn't in a dictionary. It is from Oprah Winfrey, who says she defines joy as a sustained sense of well-being and internal peace, a connection to what matters. And I really like that. When we are connected mentally and spiritually in whatever way to what matters to us, we feel this sustained sense of well-being and internal peace. Even when our surroundings are chaotic, we can still experience this. A person named David Steindl Rast talked about joy as the kind of happiness that doesn't depend on what happens. I like that as well. Joy is something internal. It's something deeper than happiness. Happiness is a good thing too, and we want that. Uh, but joy goes beyond just momentary happiness that we might experience because of things that are happening to us. In a 2018 TED Talk called Where Joy Hides and How to Find It, designer and author Ingrid Fetel, I think, Lee, says scientists have differing definitions of joy, but generally, she says, when psychologists use the term joy, what they mean is an intense momentary experience of positive emotion, one that makes us smile and laugh and feel like we want to jump up and down. And she says in this TED Talk that that feeling is one of the ways scientists measure joy, which is very different from happiness. So, you know, whether you accept any of these definitions of what joy is, it's interesting to look into how different people try to describe what it means to feel joy. It's also interesting to look at how different people talk about the differences between happiness and joy. So according to Lee in this TED Talk, happiness is a measure of how good we feel over time, where joy is about feeling good in the moment. Generally, in the reading that I did, you you come to the conclusion that people have kind of contradictory ideas about the difference. Uh, some groups of people think happiness is more uh, external and joy is more internal. Others feel exactly the opposite. But it looks to me like the predominant idea is that experiencing happiness depends on external factors, while joy is a purposeful choice. And I love what one writer says about this. Um, this writer says, it's possible to experience joy in difficult times. It's possible to know joy or feel joy in spite of grief or uncertainty. Joy doesn't need a smile in order to exist. Although joy does feel better with a happy smile, joy can share space with other emotions, sadness, fear, anger, even unhappiness. Happiness can't. Happiness, this writer says, isn't present in darkness and difficulty. It can't be present when its antithesis rules. But once discovered, joy undergirds our spirits and brings to life peace and contentment, even in the face of unhappiness. And that 
description really resonated for me, that you can feel joy even when you're unhappy. Uh, And so that's something that I kind of cling to. One dictionary type website talks about the differences and and defines happiness as an emotion in which one experiences feelings ranging from contentment and satisfaction to bliss and intense pleasure. While it says that joy is a stronger, less common feeling than happiness. This website says, um, witnessing or achieving selflessness to the point of personal sacrifice frequently triggers joy. Uh, it also says feeling spiritually connected to a God or to people can trigger joy. It also notes that joy might be about other people's situation, while happiness generally is about self, about the personal experience. Different articles talk about the fact that joy has depth and meaning to it, while happiness is a more surface-level good feeling. And finally, we can pursue happiness. It's literally written into the United States Declaration of Independence that, you know, these certain common things among humanity are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These are the rights we have. Um, So we can pursue happiness. We don't have any guarantee of achieving it, of catching it when we're pursuing it, but it can be pursued. Whereas joy isn't something you pursue, it is something you choose. And we'll talk a little more about that as we go along. And I really liked all of these, uh, you know, it gave me a lot of food for thought as I was considering my own circumstances and, you know, the the things I've, I've talked about already that I've been feeling over the last couple of weeks because of my work. So why does joy matter? Why does even this difference between joy and happiness matter to a woman who wants to be productive? You know, why am I talking about it here on a a podcast called The Productive Woman? Well, joy can be an element of happiness. Studies show that happy people are more productive. We've talked about this before, and I'll put some links in the show notes to some articles where they talk about studies that have been done. Uh, And just as a side note, all these articles that I'm referring to, I will have links in the show notes if you want to do a little investigation of your own. Some of these are really very much worth reading and, and kind of pondering as you're preparing for the coming year and what kind of year you want to have. But in any event, I think it matters because if we want to be productive, happiness, joy can help facilitate that, help us to be more productive. And if happiness is about how we feel over time, we can foster long-term happiness by recognizing, seeking, and fostering those moments of joy. If we let ourselves experience joy, if we choose joy we will over time be happier and therefore more productive according to lots of scientific studies. In addition, when we talk about productivity on this podcast, as you know, if you've been with me for a while, 
it goes beyond just getting stuff done to making a life that matters as we each define it for herself. Um, And if joy comes from a sense of meaningfulness, as it does, and we'll talk about that in a minute, we certainly will find more joy in a life that we are intentionally creating based on our own values and priorities. And finally, I loved this idea, uh, a quote from Carlos Santana, who says, if you carry joy in your heart, you can heal any moment. And I really, that spoke to me that even in the painful moments, even in the stressful moments, we can heal those moments if we have cultivated joy and we carry it in our hearts. We can rise above those moments. We can heal them even while we're experiencing them. So how do we cultivate joy? There's tons of, of stuff written about this. Uh, and I read a lot of things. I can't, one of the things that I do when I'm in a, if you want to call it being in a funk or you know being a little down or discouraged, when I want to rise above that and come out of that, one of the things that I do is go out and look for quotes for things that people have written and said that inspire me and encourage me to kind of lift myself up. And so between looking at quotes and reading different articles, I came up with a list of things that I can do uh, to help cultivate joy in my own life, or maybe even it's better said, cultivate more of an awareness of joy in my life so that my experience day to day is better so that I can heal those moments that are challenging me. And so I thought I'd share some of those with you because maybe maybe you'll find them helpful as well. And so the first thing I come up with is that we start by making that choice to live in joy. Uh, Joseph Campbell has said, we cannot cure the world of sorrows, but we can choose to live in joy. And knowing that we can make that choice, not that it's easy, not that it's going to be, you know, simple to do from one moment to the next, but it is a choice we can make. And that to me is encouraging. Russell Nelson has said, the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. And again, this puts the power back in us and with us that we can choose joy. And so I love that. We start by making that choice that I will live in joy. And that for me starts with educating myself about what it means and where it comes from. The second thing we can do to cultivate joy is to intentionally avoid comparison. Mark Twain has said, comparison is the death of joy. And uh, that is so true. So if we can, we choose to avoid comparison, a comparison of ourselves to other people, of our life to the way other people are living or appear to be living, of our accomplishments, Beyond that, as I was pondering all of this, it occurred to me that my recent lack of joy, I guess, stems from comparing my actual daily life over the last week or so to what I think it should be or what I wish it was. And this this kind of spoke to me that I want to stop doing that, stop 
you know, sort of dwelling in these difficult moments on the comparison between what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing and what I, what I want to be experiencing, but just be there in the moment and look for the joy of what is or the joy in what is instead of fighting against it. And because comparison, whether it's against, you know, comparing yourself to other people or comparing your, your experience at the moment to what you think it ought to be, either way, it almost always is going to suck the joy out of your life. I certainly have experienced that myself. So avoid comparison. The third thing we can do to cultivate joy is to intentionally make time for experiences with people we care about. Anne Sexton has said, the joy that isn't shared dies young. We've, we are built for connection. Isn't that what Brene Brown has says? We're wired for it. We need to be connected with other people. And if we make time for those experiences with the people we care about, we will multiply our joy because it will be shared with other people. Uh, similarly, making time for experiences we care about, not only those people that we know and love, but people in need that we care about. Mother Teresa is quoted as saying, a joyful heart is the normal result of a heart burning with love. She gives most who gives with joy. We um, will talk in a, a minute about some of the other things that I've read about how uh, joy comes from uh, sacrifice, it can come from giving to other people and looking to the well-being of other people. And so intentionally building time into your life f- uh, f- where the focus is on the well-being of other people will result in a level of joy that you know we won't find elsewhere. The fourth thing we can do to cultivate joy is to watch for and celebrate the small things instead of expecting to find joy only in the big things. Robert Sherfield has said, optimists find joy in small things. They are more concerned with having many small joys rather than having one huge joy. And Jonathan Lockwood Huey, I think is how it's pronounced, says the essence of life is not in the great victories and grand failures, but in the simple joys. We, when we look for those small things, when we celebrate them and, and find the joy in those, in that moment, we will cultivate greater joy in our life. A fifth thing we can do to cultivate joy is to make space in our life for the things that light us up. So what is it that brings you joy? A person named Jean Shinoda Bolin has said, when you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. So find those things that light you up, that bring you joy and make space, make time in your life for those things. This is something I really want to do in the coming year as I'm, you know, focusing on the word joy as my word for the year. One article uh, I read suggests something that can help us with this, because in order to make space in our life for those things that, as Boland said, nourish our soul and bring us joy, we have to know what those things are. And sometimes it's hard, you know, we're, we're so tied up in the day-to-day of life that we don't even recognize 
what brings us joy, what nourishes our soul, what lights us up. And so this article suggests that we create a joy list. The writer said, when, or asked ask this really good question, when was the last time you took a pause to think about all the things in your life that bring you joy? Whether it's activities, people, pets, or another joy-bringing object, reflect on it often. Take a moment and write a list of any and everything that brings you joy. That list may include anything as simple as seeing a sunrise or as deep as being thankful for a supportive spouse. If you want, keep it on your phone in a note to look over when you're having a bad day and need a little joy lift. And I really like this idea. It's a little bit similar to something we've talked about often in the past, and that is a gratitude list, those things we're thankful for. I think there is a strong connection between a grateful life and a joyful life. When we are grateful for those small things and the big things in our life, we will feel the joy. We will recognize the joy. We will be thinking in those terms. And so make that list, maintain that list, look at it often and make space in your life for those things. The next thing we can do to cultivate joy in our life is to give yourself permission to experience joy now. Too often, I think we, we put it off. We think I can feel joyful later. I can be happy later. I can, you know, when this happens or when that happens, I will be joyful. But as uh, some anonymous person has said, life doesn't have to be perfect to be filled with joy. We don't have to wait until things are perfect, until everything has fallen into place to experience joy now. I don't have to wait till I get past December and the craziness of my legal practice during December to feel joy. I can choose to feel it now. Uh, Tim Cook from Apple has said, let your joy be in your journey, not in some distant goal. Yes, we set goals. Yes, we work towards accomplishing things that we care about that matter to us, but we can feel joyful in the journey, the actual process of working toward that. We can feel that joy now. And as uh, someone else has asked a question, this was, I, I couldn't find who said it. It was just attributed to anonymous points out this. If you can't find joy in the path you are on and what you are working toward now, how do you expect to find joy once you get there? Really a profound question. If we can't find joy in the journey, if we can't find joy today in this moment, on the path that we're on, what makes us think we're going to find joy when we get where we're going? So we can experience it now. We can choose to feel joy now. The next couple of things are very practical. You know, these others have been sort of thinking mind type things. But the last two things I think we can do to cultivate joy in our life are very, very practical. And the first one of these is to take care of your body and your mind. It's hard to feel good in a moment or long term. It's hard to see the joy or to be happy when we're exhausted, malnourished, etc. So taking care of your body and your mind allows you to be in this moment and find the joy here in this moment in a way that is harder when we're worn out 
you know, fed poorly, all those things. So take care of your body, get, get the sleep and the rest you need, do what it takes to make that happen. Uh, eat better foods, feed your, you know, nourish your body with foods that are better for you. Moving your body regularly reduces stress, all the things we've talked about before that help us to be healthier, happier, and more productive coming from moving our body regularly, getting outside into the sunshine and fresh air. All of these things are good for our physical body, but they're also good for our mind and will help us be uh, happier in the moment and and more able to see the joy where we are. Similarly, taking care of our mind has all those other components that we've talked about, recognizing the negative self-talk or the negative influences of other sources and letting go of that negativity, seeking out positive, inspiring people and messages. This is literally what inspired this episode, as, as I mentioned earlier, with the experience that I was having of feeling discouraged and down and wanting to find joy, trying to educate myself and inspire myself to find the joy in my current circumstances, I intentionally went out looking for inspiring quotes. And that's what got the ball rolling for me. And finally, create a physical space that fosters joy. In her TED Talk that I mentioned earlier, Lee talks about what she calls the aesthetics of joy, and she's referring to tangible things that inspire a sense of joy in most people. And in the TED Talk, I really encourage you to read it. It's only about 10 minutes, and there's some really interesting kind of science behind how our environment and the things we see around us can affect our mood and our, our sense of joy. And based on her studies, she identified common elements in many of the the tangible things that people respond to with feelings of joy. Uh, She sees lots of things that are round, like balloons and, you know, confetti and different things like that. Pops of bright color, symmetrical patterns, a sense of abundance and what she calls multiplicity, and a feeling of lightness or elevation. And incorporating those things into your environment can help foster joy. She says joy begins with the senses, and she believes we can foster that sense of joy by the environments we create for ourselves. And as a side note, on the TED Talk page for her her talk, which I will link to in the show notes, she has a link to what she calls a joy spotter's guide, which is a free resource with tips for finding joy everywhere you go in your tangible environment. So, you know, that and taking care of your body and mind are very uh, specific active things you can do to help foster joy, to cultivate joy in your life. So, As I said, um, I I don't always choose a word for the year, but this year I feel a real sense that my word for 2023 will be joy, uh, which is interesting to me. It's not something I would normally pick. I don't believe that this means the, the year will just be a constant state of unmitigated joy and happiness. 
But what it does mean is that I'm going to be thinking about joy, investigating its meaning, and looking for ways to intentionally cultivate it in my life as I try to make a life that matters as I define it for myself. I encourage you to do the same. And as I'm doing this, as I'm thinking about these things and investigating it and trying to be intentional about cultivating it, I'll remember this quote from Dutch Catholic priest, writer, and theologian Henri Nouwen, which I intend to incorporate into some sort of craft project, maybe with my cricket machine. I'll make a sign or something that I can display here in my home office where I'll see it every day and maybe even into my computer desktop wallpaper. And here's the quote. Joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. I want to be reminded of that every day because I believe I can make a life that matters only if, as as I define it, only if I choose joy and keep choosing it every day. And so I'm going to create something that I can post where I'll see it every day to remind myself of that. And in the meantime, I found a meme on social media yesterday that it made me smile, but it also gave me some practical direction to help cultivate joy in my life. And I thought I'd share it with you. It's a picture of the, you know, the Grinch uh, that stole Christmas, if you've seen that cartoon. Uh, And it's the Grinch's to-do list for December. And I love this list count my blessings, practice kindness. And I should, you know, as a side note, practicing kindness is that sort of altruistic thing that does result in feelings of joy for most people. When you are doing something kind for someone else, you will experience and foster and cultivate joy. Anyway, on the list, count my blessings, practice kindness, let go of what I can't control And can I just tell you how hard that is for me? Listen to my heart. Be productive yet calm. Just breathe and don't be a Grinch. So I hope those thoughts are helpful to you. I'd love to know what you think. What brings you joy and how are you making space for it in your life today, this week, and in the coming year? I really would love to hear your thoughts on this. You can share your ideas or your questions in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 424. That's also where you will find the links to the different articles and resources I mentioned. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or even better, if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, let's continue this conversation there. Maybe we can inspire each other, give each other ideas on how to cultivate joy in our productive lives going forward. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I would love to hear from you. I will say, as, as I've mentioned more than once, it's December. It is probably the busiest time in my legal practice, I'm a, a co- commercial real estate lawyer as my day job, and uh, everybody wants to get their deals closed before a year end. So 
It may take me a while to respond to your email, but please know I read every one of them and I will eventually respond to you. uh, And I'd love to hear from you. To that point, I want to, before we go, remind you, as I've mentioned the last couple of weeks, I will be launching a new TPW mastermind group, possibly two groups in January. Uh, If you haven't participated before, if you haven't heard of these before, Um, These are small, facilitated, paid mastermind groups. There are no more than five women in the group plus me, and we meet in Zoom one hour a week for 12 weeks for support, encouragement, and accountability in pursuing individual goals. They are facilitated masterminds. There is a fee to to participate. I have already received a number of applications. I want to let you all know if you have submitted an application, I've seen it. I will be responding shortly with more information. Filling out the application does not obligate you to participate. It just you know, introduces you to me and gives me the opportunity to give you more information so you can decide if you think it's right for you. If you are interested in learning more, visit theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind. You'll find more information there and the link to a short online application. Don't wait too long. You know, when they're full, they're full. And uh, I will have a, a waiting list, but I will only do at most two groups this uh, for this next session. And finally, remember for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off that Calm premium subscription. Uh, This is a great way to take care of your mind. Uh, It certainly helps me. And you can find out more at calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to their entire library. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was a good use of your time. I look forward to hearing from you and to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.